Hey, 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 this your girl tonight again. This is Miss Chrissy. I'm coming live, coming live, coming live, y'all. I got a couple of announcements to make. Um, I'm gonna be short this week because I got a photo shoot to concentrate on this week for my book and my promotion of my book. So, um, I'm gonna be short and I just want to let you guys know that I was approved for a big collaboration, so I want you to stay tuned for that. I got some good future interviews coming soon on a lot of various topics and some discounts under me. I'm so excited because I never had a discount before, so praise God, y'all, for discounts to their products as well. As long as you're staying tuned, I'll keep you guys you know, uplifted and motivated and all on these products. And also, I want to let you guys know that the Stop Disappointing You segment will be next week. So stay tuned for the top five. And let's see. Tonight, um, I just want to share a 21-day fasting raw truth for a minute. Um, I know I posted last week about me not being good. And hey, we, we're never all good. So, but it's his unconditional love that keeps us good through his grace and mercy, you know. So I'm very grateful and I'm going to keep sharing that I'm very grateful because I am each and every day. So, and I just want to share that during my 21 days of fasting, a little raw truth, um, I had a hard time accepting um, depending on him solely, you know, um, because he's spiritual and he's very supernatural. And when you've been depending on man all your life and you had men in your life, you're like, dang, you need that physical touch. You know, you need that physical hug. You need that physical motivation. You need that, you know, you need that verbalized that you can actually hear, you know, not when everything is still, and you hear it, you know. Um, so at times, as a human, we get attached to that. Those are, you know, those are common things. I mean, hey, everybody needs physical love. Everybody needs that verbalized that they can actually hear and see come out of your mouth sometimes. But to solely depend on the Lord and His Word without leaning on your own understanding or without that physical touch and without that ability to see the person's reaction or um, not even to hear but when it's still and when everything is quiet and even in the midst of um, your trouble sometimes you still can hear that voice it's something about his voice you can hear and if you're a child of his for sure I know you hear that voice I know you do because I do too and even at times when you're about to do something terrible He's going to come out of nowhere. He's going to let you know, my child, that ain't what you're supposed to do. It's, it's, it's something about that voice. You're going to hear that voice. Don't tell me you, I know you ignored. I have ignored it too. And went head on and did what I was supposed to do and got in trouble. You did too. <laughs> you know, but I'm glad and I'm honored to have depended upon his word and I have done his word and I got into a little bit about um doing the word as well on my last segment and I want to say that it's not easy it's I want to recover from that it's not easy doing the word because sometimes you he can be that word about um be slow to anger and we know when something ain't right 
um, we get angry because especially when it becomes a back and forth and it becomes controversial or it becomes a confrontation, we get angry real fast. It stir up and it get hostile and we just, you know, we let our minds run wild. And I'm one of them. I used to be hot-headed, but now I'm not, you know, I'll let you talk. I will let you talk until you fall blue face. I don't care because now I have gotten to the point to where it's not about arguing. It's not about proving my point. It's not about trying to get across to you. I don't care if I never get across to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to understand that you're not going to please everybody. And everything you say and do is not going to touch and move everybody. And you got to be okay with standing alone because Jesus stood alone on many things. And even with his, his, his word, his healing, his, you know, his abilities to do stuff supernaturally, he stood alone. When he went out there, he was alone sometimes, you know, and he just, he had 12 disciples, but he went out alone, you know, so and as his follower and as his child of God and as his believer, you got to be able to have that mind frame to stand alone. I mean, it hurts. It hurts so bad. Like, especially when you know you're right about something, it hurts so bad that you're standing alone. I think that's what this world has a problem with this day because even though society is touched on a lot, um, the world is among a lot. We will never come together on a lot of things and be as one and be as connected during this millennial generation because at I, I'm, it's not about black people, it's not about race, it's not about color, it's about people in general because we're scared to stand alone. We're scared to stand alone. I don't care if you're, you're plumb, dookity, dookity down right about something. And you have it in black and white. You ain't going to raise your hand and say anything to correct anybody else. That's a group of people that's coming towards you and they saying they're in front of you in black and white. You're not going to say anything because you're scared. It's the fear of standing alone that gets us and divides us. And people don't understand that. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you a little incident about me. About, well, it's a true, raw condition. Just happened. And you know what? I it happened. <laughs> and I'm finna share. So buckle up. Let's let's get to it. It was right before my kids got out of school about two weeks ago. Um, that last day was Friday, this past 17th. And, and you know, I'm I have my early days where I used to get off work and um, be there about 1.50 in the afternoon. They get out of school dismissal at 2.20. So I'd be there at 150 in the car rider line with all the carpooling parents. And, you know, I thought it was cool to be a car, part of the um, carpooling parents. I'm like, yay, you know, you see it on TV a lot, you know. Be like, dang, they carpooling. Oh, I'm in a line, y'all. So I was overly excited. So I'm in a line like normal every day at 150 because you can't um, be there earlier than 145. So I'm there every day with my carpool line, same regular parents, same drive line, whatever, 150. And all of a sudden, I was the first car this time. It wasn't the first time I was the first car, but this time I was the first car in the second line, and we got two car rider lines. So this parent pulled up behind me, and she was the second car, and she wanted to get past me. 
Like, she wanted me to pull up so that she could get around me, but she really came through the wrong line. So, I I was like, man, I said, and you know, I I didn't pump gas. And yeah, I I was being lazy. I don't care. So, I was like, I said, Lord, I'm going to pump gas when I get the kids. You know what I'm saying? I had like, had like 30 miles left to eat. You know, that's a lot to be sitting there. You know, you're only doing like two miles in line. You you know, going to wait a, mo- a while, a mile. Because, you know, you're sitting there for about 30 minutes. So, you're going to burn a mile in them 30 minutes. So, that's, that's brought me down to like 28 <laughs> or two. You know, so I was still good. You know what I'm saying? So, I had time to go back and pump gas. Like I said, that was my plan. I was going to go back and pump gas. So I said, Lord, I said, I'll pump gas when I get them kids. I shouldn't be out of nothing by about three miles total when I pick them up. So we should we good. We got a little ride to go. Okay, um, so the parent just insisted on blowing the horn. She was just blowing the horn. And I said, Lord, I'm not moving. I said, I know I read the signs each and every day. I said, the signs at 145. I said, I'm here at 150 every day with the regular parents. And I just was like, I was I and I got a little irritated, but I was like, Lord, I know I'm right. I know I'm right. And if I had, it wasn't much so, it wasn't much so of me being right. It was much so as I just, I knew she was just doing that out of, I don't know. And I didn't, I didn't care to know. I didn't want to understand, but I just knew the attitude. It became, it became an attitude and she got angry and she got out of the car and came to my window, and I'm still in seatbelt. And she said, can you just pull up and uh, let me through? I said, ma'am, well, you went, you came through the wrong line. I said, and particularly, I don't want to waste any more gas than I'm already wasting just sitting in line. So she said, I just need you to pull up because I got And she got hostile. She was like, I just need you to pull up so I can go head on and get my kids out of here. We got a dentist appointment, da, da, da. They're going to be late. It's the, their appointment is at 2 o'clock. I said, well, ma'am, it's 1.53 now, so you got seven minutes to go in there and sign them out. You're still going to be late. I said, had you not went around the other line where it says parent entrance, this is the car rider line. How do I know? Because my kids have been a car rider since day one. This is your first time coming through the wrong line. I said, so any other line you have went through, you were correct. But today, you're not right. I said, and she said, well, you don't supposed to be blocking the, um, you don't supposed to be in the car rider line until 2 o'clock. I said, ma'am, you got five other cars behind you. This is our regular time. Like, I was just talking to her. I said, ma'am, we got, I said, I really don't want to make this an issue because I know I'm not doing anything to bother you right now. I said, if you can just wait 10 more minutes, it's 2.10 now. You done sat here and and blew up at me for 10 minutes, past 10 minutes. So she just got angry, y'all. She said, I'm finna go get the security guard, da-da-da-da, and and you gonna move this car. Very angry. She was very angry. So, me being me, I got frustrated. I sat there. I said, Lord, I just, I started praying, y'all. I started praying. I said, because when I, when I say get into the spirit, I have to get into my spirit. Because if I would have got, if I would have stayed in my flesh, y'all, I would have got mad. I would have got angry. And I would have, I would have been her talking back at her. And I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to, it, it, 
It brings on so much energy to be negative more than it to be positive. And when you're positive and when you're thought through and when you think before you speak, it, it costs you nothing to do. It costs you absolutely nothing. And the attitude remains the same and you don't, your tone doesn't change. You're completely in a place of mind to just talk firmly and, and stern and not even be hostile and still get your point across. So I, it took me a while to realize that too. I ain't been no genie, genius, GQ, you know. So, and I'm going to tell y'all, I'm from Mississippi. So I may be a little country on here, okay? And some words may sound like the words I made up on my own. But if you look in Webster, it's going to be correct. But anywho, I should have thrown that out there and let you know. But anywho, she came back out. She said, the security guard is coming out here to talk to you. And you finna move this car. Like, she was still mad. Still mad. So I said, okay, honey. And she just went back and forth. She got in her car. She was still going back and forth. All the other parents then got out of their car. And all the other parents just stood there looking. Because they're, they're normally, we're the same people. We're doing the same rider line. So they were just looking at her. And they were Caucasian. I'm not going to even lie. They were Caucasian parents. And um, she was African-American, as I was. So I was like, I expected better. You know what I'm saying? I was like, dang, homegirl just, why was she, why you got to act like that? Like, it's just, girl, you just got 10 more minutes. So by the time the security guard came out, it was about 2.15. So he came out. He was Caucasian. He said, ma'am, um... He got my kid's name, first of all. He got them down paid, got my last name. And he said, um, she asked you to move the car. I said, yes, sir, she did. I said, but I'm still in seatbelt, y'all. I said, yes, sir. I told her, I explained to her that I did not have, I didn't want to waste the extra gas to move up and um, come back, back and forth like that. Because I'm going to be moving up, going up there, waiting until she get past me. So I'm still waiting and wasting gas. And then I got to back back up turn the car off and then you know get back in line straighten up you know I'm sitting there thinking uh, I thought through the whole process of what I would have to do and waste more gas and you know so I, I, I'm thinking for both of us basically and she was only thinking about herself so he said ma'am I didn't ask you all that um can you just move the car I said sir can you just look at my gas meter and that's all I would like you to do. I said, just look at my gas meter. I'm not telling a lie. Because he, he thought I was lying. He was like, hey, I'm pretty sure you got the gas to move up and da-da-da. I said, no, sir, I'm not going to lie to you. I said, I don't have the gas to move up. I said, I plan on getting that gas when I get done picking my kids up. That's my plan for today. I said, I plan on getting my gas, picking up dinner, and then I'm going home and fix dinner. And, and that's it. I said, so can you mind, do you mind looking at my gas meter? So since you think I'm telling a historical lie right now he was like oh I ain't doing that da 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 the principal gonna come out here and talk to you y'all at this time I was like I'm gonna pause because I was I was heated I was heated and I, I just started praying and the other parent moved up for him I eventually I moved up <laughs> It happened. I moved up. I said, Lord, I'm going to go ahead and be the bigger person and I'm move up because I'm tired. And I, and I, at that moment, he went back in there to get the principal. And I just, I just, I got, and she rolled past me when uh, she rolled down her window on the way out of getting through. And she was like, you got to be the ignorant, da, 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 da. I have, I said, baby, have a good day. 
I said, because it did not take all that. And I was so, so, I was just drained. I was drained, y'all. It was hot. I was drained. And I was just furious. I said, Lord, is this what Jesus felt like when he went out alone and nobody believed him and he stood on his own? I said, oh, this. I, I was just like, I was. Y'all, I got into the spirit and tears just started rolling. I said, oh, my God. Jesus. I said, you stood alone. I said, my Jesus, you stood alone. I said, alone, alone. Nobody believed you. Nobody believed you. And y'all, I just, oh my God, tears was just rolling, rolling, rolling. I said, Lord, I'm standing alone right now. I know. I just started praying. I said, I know. I read those signs each and every day. I saw the time. I, I know what I know what it looked like. It's right there on the sign. It said 145. I'm here every day at 150. I said, Lord, I know. I was polite. I, I was talking to her. I explained to her. I, Oh, my God, Lord. I said, I know, Lord, I did not do nothing wrong. I just know. I just know. They got to see. They got to see. And, y'all, when, when somebody don't see how right you are, my God, he, he, it, it was just a voice that came in. He said, once you start following Jesus and once you start acting upon the word, you will never be right. You hear me? You will never be right. And when you follow that word and abide in his word and apply it to your life, you will never be right in the eyes of God the non-believers or in the eyes of the outside world that we live amongst because they're going to always think they're right whether they're angry whether they're mad whether they're sad whether they got something going on or not you as a follower as a believer as a child of God as a willing as a as a living witness Y'all hear me? You would never be right. As long as you have your Christianity up in you and you are spiritually moving. And that is the hardest thing to accept. But you have to because they they looked at Jesus like he wasn't never right. He didn't know what he was talking about. You know, and the principal came. principal came. She came out. She said, Miss Sanders said, we have 10 days left, sweetie. She said, what is going on? I said, ma'am, and y'all tears just start rolling. I said, ma'am, I don't mean to be emotional. I said, but I get it. I get it. I will never be right. I said, but that sign says 145. I be here every day at the same time at 150. And you can ask these parents. We're, we're the same parents carpool line that's here every day at 150 every day and she said ma'am I know but she just simply asked you to pull up and she, I said ma'am I she said I I heard you didn't have enough gas and that you um you only had enough to pick up your kids and go and you know get gas afterwards I said yes ma'am that was that that was it and I said um but it's okay it's okay I said and that security guard was very rude I said but it's okay I said, I'm, I'm all right. And she said, are you sure? She said, I just want you guys to take these last 10 days of school and just, you know, just, you know, we're just going to all try to work together. I said, you know, I understand. I said, I'm, I'm going to get it together. I said, I got five more minutes. It was about 
220 at that point. They don't really walk out to like 223. So when the bell rang at 220, so I had like a good five, three minutes left to get myself together. But when she walked, she said, I'm going to go look at this sign because I don't know exactly what it says. So I'm going to go look at this sign because she came in there hooting and hollering about 2 o'clock. But she wasn't supposed to be in this line until 2 o'clock. So then I know the first line, it's okay to be in that line at 145. But I know the second line is a little bit different because we don't want you guys to block. I said, ma'am, I'm here every day with these same parents at 150. That sign says 145. And she said, okay, okay. She said, well, calm down. And I'm going to go look. I'm so sorry about this. And child, she left. When she walked away from my vehicle, y'all, I just started praying again. I said, Lord, she got to see you. you." I said, I'm right. I said, I know I'm right. She got to see. She got to see, Lord. You got to. You gotta let her know that I didn't do nothing. I, I just stood. I just stood how right I am, you know. And it's and it's crazy because that's what's wrong with society today. You're we're scared to come together because we scared to stand alone on something that is right. And I and and when you fear standing alone, you're gonna fear unity. And when she went back there, I noticed she had stopped with the parents and the Caucasian parents. And she asked them about what happened, da, 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 and they told her what happened. And she came back up and she said, Miss Anderson, I want to apologize. I am so sorry. And y'all tears just start rolling because I knew, I already knew what she was about to say. And she said, They told me that she jumped out the car and she was very hostile with you and she was cursing and you're still in your seatbelt. She said, I want to, she said she came in there and she was hooting and hollering about a time that's not even on the sign. It says 145 and they told, the other parents right there told me, you always, y'all, you guys are always here at 150. She said, so I'm going to talk to that parent. She said, I understand why you're so emotional right now. I understand why you're so angry or you may be feeling some type of way. She said, I'm going to talk to that parent because that's not right. And she said, we don't do that here at this school. So um, I'm very, very sorry. She said, and I'm sorry about the security guard not list. Girl, y'all, I was rolling like tears could not stop because I knew, I just knew I didn't do nothing, but I just had to stand alone. I had to stand alone, but I'm so glad that when you stand alone, he will make sure your good deeds doesn't, doesn't go unseen, y'all. And that's what's wrong with this generation these days. They're scared to stand alone on something that they know is right, even if it's black and white, and even if they've been taught differently. They're scared to stand alone. And if you're scared to stand alone on something that you know right, you're going to be scared to stand alone in unity. And that's what we have a problem with now these days. And as a God-fearing person, you have to realize that there's going to be plenty of days you're going to be misjudged. You're going to be talked about. You're going to be criticized. You're going to be discriminated. You have to be able to handle those tasks, y'all. And, and it's so hard. Trust me. I, oh, Lord. I'm just getting overwhelmed just talking about it again. It's so hard. But that's a valuable, valuable lesson that is very overseen by many of us. And y'all, that's a hard task. 
I'm not going to lie, that's a hard task. But when you accomplish it, imagine the rewards you're going to reap from it. Imagine the changes you're going to make. Imagine the possibilities and the doors that you open that's going to flow. Imagine the seed that you're about to plant and reap and sow. And y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. So I'm going to go ahead and conclude that right there. But y'all, I was so happy. I just wanted to shout joy. I shouted all that day when I got home. I blasted my gospel, y'all. I got into the spirit. I had to praise him. I had to praise him because we don't know. But when we do, as he say, and you don't feel nothing from it, and you know you're right, just stand, y'all. Just stand, I promise you. Your good deed would not go unseen. Trust me. Like, if we can stand alone, we can stand together. And I just want to say this prayer, y'all, because that was a hard task for me to stand alone during a 21 days of fasting and to stand solely on his word, spiritually and supernaturally, when I was in flesh and I'm used to physically and I just want to go ahead and say this prayer y'all and I I just want to thank him and I'm just going to go right ahead on in it because y'all don't understand I'm so grateful for this change in me God I accept your change in me around me for me and about me and most importantly on me through me and within me and I just want to let you know that I am committed to this change whether I stand alone or in unity whether my good deeds go seen or unseen by flesh and mankind long as they are seen through you and this season I know you are about to do something in me and I accept your will and your way I know it won't be easy and I am not asking you to make it easy All I ask in Jesus' name is to give me the strength to get through and and the mind to hold on to you and trust you like never before. I ask that you have your way and let your will be done through me to fill your purpose through my life. Open my heart for understanding, growth, your mercy, and courage. Never let me get discouraged by what I am going through and always always give me the sight to look to you in all I do in Jesus name y'all I pray amen and I just want to conclude tonight and let y'all know who said you have to be qualified who said you have to be certified whatever you dreaming about Whatever goals you're thinking about, do it. Do it scared. Do it unprepared. Do it alone. Do it. Don't put it off no more. Because when God validates you, who can stop you? 
There's no qualifications for him. There's no certifications in him. He got you. And if he bring it to you, oh, you gonna get through. Do it. Do it now. Whatever you're putting on, whatever procrastination you're holding on to, do it. Do it. Go after. Go after all of what God has for you. Do it bold. Do it scared. And let that pain bring you peace and a peace of mind with a humble heart. And that right there, I'm going to leave y'all with that. And I'll see y'all back next Monday night with the Stop Disappointing You segment, five top breakdowns for those in details. And with that being said, y'all have a good night. Love one another. Enjoy life. Do it now. Do it scared. Do it bold. And most importantly, do it through him. I'm praying for y'all. Peace. Be blessed.